Titanic listeners, welcome back to another episode of season two. This is our fifth episode this season. We are halfway through. I only go to ten. This week, I am joined once again by our friend Adara Bryan. She recently visited the Titanic Belfast Museum back in September. We recorded this episode quite some time ago, and it's taken me a bit to edit it. She does a great walkthrough, including some clips of what her first reactions are. Due to legal liability reasons, some of those clips are played, some of those cannot. So use your imagination. Thanks again for joining us for one more episode. Strap in, get cozy. This is quite a long one. All right, let's do this. We might be getting hacked as we record this episode of Titanic. Hey, Adara. Hey, Loretta. <laughs> so if our FBI agents are listening, um, get ready to listen to us talk about the Titanic, something you're probably not going to find very interesting, so you should probably go listen elsewhere. Thanks. Or maybe they find it super interesting and they want to like stay on and listen to the entirety of it because this is going to be a really cool episode. Yeah, this is, this is true. This is true. Um, Adara, this episode is, um, we're making this because you went on a little vacay. I did. So my mom and I went on what I call a I'm calling a genealogical trip to the motherland, which is Ireland. Uh, The majority of our ancestry is Irish, and I should say her ancestry is Irish. My dad is half Jamaican, so I get some fun Caribbean vibes uh, coming in through me. But she's done a lot of uh, genealogy and research and found some really cool actual towns, farmlands, etc. But I knew if I was going to be on the island of Ireland, there was one number one stop that I had to go to, and that was the Titanic Museum in Belfast. So here we are, about a month after my visit to the Titanic Museum in Belfast, which coincidentally, as my cat is playing with a toy in the background, coincidentally was a few days after Queen Elizabeth died. So it was a very interesting time to be in Northern Ireland, but I had a very fun experience there and this entire episode is just kind of recount that and recount my thoughts about it including the ride that they had so stay tuned they had a ride i feel like uh that was an interesting time to be across the pond anyways did you see the video of that evening's performance of wicked (laughs) good news she's dead dead. They came out and did a, an announcement of like, so Her Majesty the Queen has passed. We are going to perform the show as written. Please enjoy. And like the lights go black and it opens good news. I was like, oh no, we couldn't have canceled that performance. Like we couldn't have had the West End go dark that day? Like, no? Oh, oh okay, okay, cool. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah. But yes. So, and then there was a ride, which when you first told me that, I, well, immediately I went, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean there's a ride? Like, uh-huh. A roller coaster? Like, I don't understand. Um, but it, it's it's less of that. It's more of like a... It is. And I have a, a, a live video of it, of me holding my phone just like this. So it's almost like from my eyeball experience. And I'm like, wow. Oh, <laughs> like okay, the entire okay. time. And so we have all of that kind of queued up and ready to go. So you can experience some of those things and watch those and we can get your live reaction. I at first was like, mm, I don't think I'm going to like this. And at the end of the ride, I said, okay, if you're going to have a ride about the Titanic, this is the one and only way that you can do it. So it, it was okay. It wasn't like, oh my God, the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my life. But I was like, this was an okay way to do a ride <laughs> in the Titanic Museum. Yeah, I feel like it's, uh, I mean, we'll get to it a little later so I can we can see if my hunches are correct. But it seems like it's going to be more of an informative uh, ride Correct. along rather than yep. a wee <laughs> that is <correct. laughs> uh, and less of a gimmick um, now the Titanic exhibit that's traveling now the new one the immersive um, that has a virtual reality element to it um, which makes me feel a little weird but uh-huh. I think it's um, I think what it's going to be is and I'm not looking a lot of it up because I want to be surprised when I do go. Um, I think it's gonna be like uh, of the underwater um, footage. So you can kind of There's like- a little bit of that. And okay. towards the end, which is the, the glass four thing that I mm-hmm. messaged you. But yeah, so let's start from the beginning. So this was a a day trip. It was the one and only bus tour that I did. My mom and I actually separated for the day and I went on a day trip up to Northern Ireland with uh, a dear friend of mine who you will hear in the background through some of these kind of audio recordings that I made as I was going through and recording my live reactions to some of uh, the exhibits that were in this museum. And there are a few other things that we did on this day trip as well. We went to, um, Dunclear Castle, which is where they... I'm slurping my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> slurpy <Sorry>. slurp. <laughs> I forgot we're yeah, filming, my... recording a podcast here. I know, my iced coffee in my old spaghetti factory glass. Oh, I'll, I'll take that sentence again. Um, <laughs> there were a few stops that we did on this uh day trip, bus trip that we did from Dublin to Northern Ireland. The first stop was Dunclear Castle, which is the ruins that they based the Greyjoy castle on in Game of Thrones, the original Game of Thrones. They didn't film there because they're very dangerous and falling into the sea, but they based the CGI renderings of the Greyjoy castle off of the Dunclear castle, um, or Dunluce maybe is what it's called. I think it's Dunluce, not Mm -hmm. Dunclear. And then the Titanic Museum was kind of the big highlight of the afternoon. We also stopped at the Giant's Causeway, which was a bucket list item of mine for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I did a little hiking around the, uh, the Giant's Causeway. And then we also stopped at what's called the Dark Hedges, which is a really famous, uh, kind of photographic spot and it's also been used in the 
Game of Thrones as well. And Mm. so I am going to, if I can find the photos, because I just like accidentally scrolled too far, uh, text you just one photo, Loretta, of me at the dark hedges. And it's super, this isn't, here we go. I was like, this isn't going to be the most flattering photo of me, but this is, uh, what the dark hedges essentially look like. And it's these, it's a very old road that has since now been paved, but it's Mm -hmm. all these old growth trees that are kind of going over it and has been used as the King's road in, in game of Thrones, which was very cool. Yeah. Wait, I feel like this is kind of like the iconic road used in a ton of things. Yes, you know, it's like been the, used in a lot of stuff, like medieval types of TV and is, film. Like, I feel like The Great, I feel like The Great has traveled on it for uh, Catherine the Great and all that stuff. Um, I'm I sure. I love that show, by the way, if you haven't watched that show. I, yes. I love that show. Um, mm. What's his name? Nicholas Holt? Yes, he's um, pretty he's, fun. Oh, he's <laughs> hilarious. Like... <laughs> I mean, he's awful, but, like, really good at being awful. And to think he started as a wee little babe. A wee little babe. Um, yeah, okay, great. So the Titanic Museum was a highlight. I knew as soon as you knew you were going, you told me. And you had the idea to do this episode that you wanted to do a bunch of recordings, walking through, and videos and stuff so that we could go through them and kind of know experience it together you experience it again Mm -hmm. but like i am not going to be making it across the pond anytime soon um but yeah okay cool so where 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 do we start from there well let me start out with kind of explaining the exterior of it first and then we can pull up if you want to the introduction that the titanic museum employee made on the bus and it just talks a little bit of the about the history of the titanic museum so the titanic museum is in the shape of a four-pointed star get it a star Winky winky for white star line. And the height of each point of the star is the height of the bow of the Titanic. So, and she talks about a little bit of this too. And it is on the spot in the Harlan and Wolf dockyards in which the Titanic was built. And so they actually filled in the dockyard. And it's literally on the spot in which the Titanic sat. And so you'll actually, I'll send you a photo when we get to that point in the experience, but you'll be able to kind of see where the museum sits in relationship to where the Titanic was. And it's like literally like right there, right on top of it. Dude, I got um, like goosies. I got like goosebumps. Ugh. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, really, really cool. And there's, it's still active dockyards, like right there. A Belfast mm-hmm. is a the it's a shipping shipping town, so to speak, and mm-hmm. it's a, a shipbuilding town. And that's what a lot of the museum was also about was the history of Belfast and the history of the shipbuilding there and the history of Harlan and Wolf. And so. I think that's a good place to start. So if you okay. want to pull up the first recording, yeah. which is... So uh, this is the intro, the Titanic staff intro, and uh, we can reach out to the staff to get a release for this if we need to, but I think we're fine. <laughs> I work in Probably. licensing, so... All right. Yeah, you do. That's <laughs> uh, somewhat improved, so um, hopefully you've had a nice trip so far. Um, just to say to you, this is the largest Titanic museum in the world. 
built exactly on the same spot the Titanic was built all those years ago. Um, if you're able to look out the back of the building, her dialect all day. Able to look out the back of the building, you'll be able to see the slipways um, where Titanic and her sister ship, the Olympic, were launched. Um, you, well, can, you can also see the shape of the building. It's shaped in shape of a star, which is representative of the White Star Line, which actually was a shipping line that owned the Titanic. Um, the tour itself is a self-guided tour, so it, you follow the white line. Um, Around, there's nine interactive galleries over four levels. Um, the first, uh, the f the first uh, gallery is um, Boomtown Belfast, um, which tells you about the, what it was like when um, the Titanic was built um, in Belfast. The second is the planning or drawing office, which tells you about the architectural design of the ship. There's a lot of interactive information on the floor. You actually go up, um, up the elevator onto um, the, where the shipyard ride is, up to the top of the gantry. And that tells you what it was like to work on, on the shipyard at, at the time when the ship was built. Um, you then actually go into the launch gallery, which is sort of straightforward. It tells you about the launch of the ship. Um, you then have the maiden voyage, the fit out and the sinking gallery which where you have survivors telling you what it was like, their story of the Titanic. Um, you come down to level three, and that's the aftermath of the inquiry. You're down a further, you're down a further level, and that tells you, um, that's the Discovery Theatre, where, where you see the glass images of the, or there's a glass image of the, of the ship on the, on the floor, underneath the glass floor. Um, we'd ask you that you don't, um, uh, really, that you're not um, consuming any um, food or any um, liquid you have as in a bottle with a top. Also, if you see people <laughs> with a red shirt, they're there to help. We'd also ask you to don't take any flash photography or video, really more for the comfort of all their customers. Oops, I guess you broke that rule, um, Adara. There are um, bathrooms on each level. <laughs> Just to let you know, the bathrooms are minus one <laughs> out of the reduction at the minute, like, so the bathrooms are um, uh, uh, the first level of admission to be able to use, and then as I say, on each level from the end. Just really, and um, just check when you're due back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, um, they oh well. Just <laughs> so you would need to meet if at the rest store me. here, um, uh, before, obviously before 40. Before 440. Okay? Hopefully that's, um, that's who's organized okay. for your trip. Okay? All Thanks. right, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> Adara stopped listening <laughs> after shipyard, so she just recorded me. <laughs> Okay, so I got that uh, there was there's four levels. Yep. Um, first level, it really explained. Um, it has different galleries. There's the uh, Belfast and, you know, with their role in everything. The architect, shipyard ride. Then there's the launch gallery. There's the maiden voyage, survivors area where they tell you about. It's like, a, it sounds like testimonies and stuff correct correct um and then uh the aftermath discovery theater which had the glass floor um and then i stopped listening because you broke a rule <laughs> <laughs> yep okay. i was also like let's go let's go i want to get off the bus like it was like a little kid on a like yeah. uh 
you know, a, a day trip, you know, a school trip. I was like, can we please get off the bus? I just want to go. Um, I would have been like, ma'am, move. All right. Oh. I just sent you photo number one and I want you to read this out loud because okay. I think this is going to give you some shocks and chills. Sure. Photo number one. Welcome to Hamilton Doc SS Nomadic. Welcome to Hamilton Graving. Graving. Okay, I was like, that looks like a C. Welcome to Hamilton Graving Dock, home to SS Nomadic, RMS Titanic's little sister, and the only surviving White Star Line ship in the world. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's still I there? Got, I got to step foot on it. Incoming photo coming next. For those listening, this only is the easiest... This for those listening, the easiest way for us to share photos right now because they wouldn't upload is for me to text them to her. But also, I think dramatic effect co- incoming photo. It's kind of fun, like incoming photo. You can. <gasps> oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Sorry, I just blew everybody's ears. <laughs> oh my god! So the f- that's look at the font. It's the same for nomadic on the side. It's the same exact font. It's the same painting style. Oh, yep. it's only got one little baby smush deck. There's one little smush deck. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> tiny. So the SS Nomadic, it's obviously SS stands for steamship. Um, mm-hmm. And the Nomadic is what they call the little sister ship. And what a sister ship is, uh, what I learned as I walked through um is it essentially was the ship that carried first class and second class passengers to the Titanic at some of the port cities that it went to in which the ports were too shallow for the Titanic to actually go right up to the dock. So obviously in the movie where we all know that famous scene where she turns and the hat opens to, you know, the, her face showing mm-hmm. in you know, the sunlight or whatever, that wasn't the case for every port that she stopped at. And for people that don't know, the Titanic stopped at a few ports before she officially left. And so the sister ship was the ship that brought the first and second class passengers to the Titanic from the port because it could actually go into the port. Um, and so it's was essentially the first step of into like the opulence that the first and second class passengers had into seeing what they were about to experience when they boarded the Titanic. And so it was really cool. Cause I was like, I'm walking in the Titanic first and second class passengers shoes. And some of these, um, And so it says, like, two small doors in Titanic's colossal hull opened, and instructions were shouted and orders uh, rattled through telegraphs. Um, And it took two hours to get all passengers and their luggage aboard the Titanic at Cherbourg, which is where the sister ship was, because it was mostly in France where they needed to use use her. And so a lot of these photos, which I'll send to you later for you just to peruse, but, like, it's, Mm -hmm. like, go through everyone and spend about four or five hours, but also some of it's a little, the the budget for some of these exhibits isn't the best. And so it's like hastily put together. So they've got like third class passengers written in crayon backwards. Well, it's like, there's uh, pictures (laughs) of, uh, well, it's like somebody's a recreation of a steam trunk, but they went to, you know, Goodwill and bought somebody's clothes from like 1982 that this looks like they would have worn it in 1912. And so I'm like, that's okay. Um, Gap sweater. 
sitting in the exactly. <laughs> this but is from I, says gap. I yeah, I do have my initial thoughts though. If you want to play walking onto the manic, and just an FYI, yeah. when you played that intro, I didn't hear it, so I'm gonna play the walking onto the nomadic on my own computer, yeah. and so we can uh, hear it listen uh, at the same time. Um, yeah. But my initial thoughts as I was walking onto the nomadic, um, if you want to play that one. Okay, walking on a nomadic. Here we go. And go. So our first stop is we are entering onto the Nomadic, which is the what they call the little sister ship for the Titanic. And it's what brought all of the first uh, and second class passengers to the actual ship. And then if they missed it, I guess it brought them to Cork, which is really cool. And it was built by Harlan and Wolf alongside the Titanic and her sister ship, the Olympic. It says it was launched on the 25th of April, 1911, and she had been commissioned by the White Star Line for use as a tender at the port of Cherbourg, France. The port was too shallow for enormous ocean liners, so tenders were needed to transfer passengers from the quayside to the Titanic and other liners anchored in the outer harbor. And I'm actually standing on it. So like the first class passengers for the Titanic. Sorry. I am actually standing on it. The first class passengers for the Titanic were actually here. I am walking in their footsteps. This is amazing. That is so cool. That is so cool. That is amazing. Um, I- <laughs> Literally walking around like... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Not paying any attention to anything around me. Sorry. Mm, my bad. Sorry. And it's it's I'm a little standing. and it was like whispery. such a special it was such a special moment for you too. I'm standing right where the first go- oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it but it was really really cool to just be like right. it's the only white star liner left in the entire world ever. And ever. <laughs> other ones existed, but I mean yeah like, yeah. Left. It's the only one left. And so to be able to stand there and to actually physically be on it and it's, it's tiny, it's, it's a tiny little tender. Um, and it was so cute and it just had the one little smokestack. Um, it was really, really cool. I know, and that's almost, you know, I mean, it's bigger than a tugboat, maybe, obviously. But. Maybe only like two times bigger than a tugboat, one and a half. Like, it's really not that big. And the entire trip was only maybe like 20 to 30 minutes, you know? So, this is not designed for these first class passengers to be seated for hours, you know, getting back and forth to the ship. Like, they're yeah, just it's milling a, it's, about. It's, having your their bus, it's your bus connector at, you know, JFK and LAX from. Southwest Airlines to Delta. You know, exactly. everybody piles on Pretty there. Much. The air train. <laughs> okay, okay. Pretty so that much. was. So you got on there, and then were able to enter the museum from there. <clears throat> Correct. And so we went to the museum from there, and the as we said before, it was four floors, and the first kind of stop in the museum story that they were telling is just the history of Belfast. And so if you want to play the next MP3, mm-hmm. um, it's about Belfast and this one's a little bit shorter. I tried to keep most of them to like a minute and a half or less, but some mm-hmm. of them I got really excited and I couldn't shut up, but <laughs> <laughs> you no way. Not yeah, at exactly. all. 
as well. Okay, so this is first. Okay, so these are my first reactions. This is obviously a really contemporary museum. Okay. There's a lot of digital displays on the walls. And the first part of the museum talks about the city of Belfast itself. So it talked about... Wow. So in between 1851 and 1901, Belfast's population increased from 87,062 people to 349,180,000 people. All here, I'm assuming, to support the shipbuilding industry. Wow. Okay, cool. Wow. Okay, so their population tripled. Yep. Um... Because the Titanic was going to be built there. And not just the Titanic, all of Harlan and Wolf's, all the White Star Lines. And Mm -hmm. it was not just the shipbuilding, it was the the rope building, it was the linens, it was the the porcelain, it was Mm -hmm. everything that was needed to support the shipbuilding industry was in Belfast. And so that's why the population of Belfast tripled during that time. And it was also a time where people from other parts of Ireland all moved up there because it was 20, 30, 40 years post potato famine, which I also learned they don't call it the potato famine in Ireland. They just call it the famine. It's only us Americans who call it the potato famine. Apparently. Leave it to us to be the fucking idiots that are like, don't get it confused with the radish famine. It's the potato <laughs> famine. Like the potato famine. Dumbass. We're, dummy. we're dummies. We're dummies. I hate being American. Um, I do. Like, I'm just a bit yeah. embarrassed. And so it was a a boon in industry and it was a place for families who had been destroyed by the famine to like, Hey, I heard there's some really good work that's happening up in Belfast. Let's go up there. And so it was, uh, shipbuilding capital of the world essentially and so the entire first part about the museum was all about the population essentially and history of Belfast which I think was really cool because it was a way to highlight that there's more to Ireland than leprechauns and pots of gold and <laughs> yeah and yeah green rolling hills and you know Ireland the island I island of Ireland try saying that five times fast I failed yeah that's a hard one um has and still to this day there is some really good technological advances um that are happening um in Ireland and it's been going on for a long time and so it's a really great reminder to well, I think it's interesting that, that like your first your first reaction too was oh this is very modern like mm-hmm. everything's there everything's digital and stuff which is really cool and when do we know when this museum opened uh i can find out as my cats are running around Titanic yeah because museum. to me like when i first i i when i first heard 2012. about 2012 yeah i w- i feel like i remember hearing that I think it was when I was talking to Simon last season, he mentioned, oh, you have to, if you ever, you know, come across the pond, you have to get to Belfast. You have to um, go see the museum. It's very cool. It's very new. And, you know, it's got a lot of information that you otherwise wouldn't learn being an American, Um, which sounds to be true. It's what's hard too is, um, hearing that with like you know the population and how a lot of these like you said like a lot of these families were 
ruined by the famine. Taking a job or having a loved one take the job, building the Titanic, which is great, and then having what happened happen, or a lot of people getting a job on the ship, you know, uh -huh. and having what happened happen is like, damn, they got a bit of a little bad luck coming out of Belfast there, like, um... Rough. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's between the end of the famine and the Titanic was a solid 60 years, but I think, yeah. like, when Harlan and Wolf was starting around it, maybe it was only 30 or 40, you know? So it's definitely people who were growing up in the famine, you know, as kids were getting jobs in their 30s, you know, 30s and 40s working possibly, or like, hey, you know, my dad grew up in the famine and, you know, I was born 10 years later and we really need to kind of recover as a family and you know, take yeah. jobs because it took a long time for people to recover well, financially from that. Our no, thanks like to our, the Brits. Our generation, uh, I feel like our generation knows how that feels to experience uh, quite a few sh shit <laughs> luck things in our lifetime. 9-11. All right, I'm just going to text this to you, which uh, I will... Since we're talking about this, uh, I'll text you the next photo in the group, <laughs> which, uh, since we're talking about, I said, no, thanks to the Brits, one of the, and talking about the famine and how people felt about England, Ooh. Ireland specifically, uh, they had a little, a little bit of political, you know, things mixed into some would, of this museum as well. <laughs> I would, uh, I'm going to, so I'm going to include all of the photos that we talk about on uh, the uh, Instagram page so people can go through and look at the album. I'll crop you out if you want me to. Um, you oh, look this cute. One, you can please include it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, this you photo cute. is a recreation of an old poster that says, England is Ireland's enemy. So if they have that in the Titanic Museum, that goes to show how they were not shying away from talking about the political feelings of the time. Not at all. There we go. So I think it's a perfect segue into kind of the next section mm -hmm. of the experience. And this was when I noticed uh, something that is kind of a recurring theme throughout the entire experience. And I know we had to switch up audio a little bit on your end, Loretta, so I don't know how easily you can play things anymore. Right. But the next one to play would be called White Line on Floor. Okay. Um, I am putting my headphones back in so I can hear you so things don't pick up. Yeah, yep. whatever. We're using Zencaster right now for anybody listening. And I know a couple of you out there use this. And um, we keep having, like, weird, whooshy things happening. Okay, so which one am I looking for? White line on floor. White line on floor. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to kind of speed through the section that's about the history of Belfast just because we're a little short on time. We're speeding through Belfast. But you follow a white line, oh, uh, which is sig signified of, as we guessed it, the White Star Line. Oh, White Star through Line. the gallery, Cute. and it tells you the order in which it wants you to go. But it talks about how we made nose. linen up here, the different companies that were in Belfast. And I'm about to take a picture with Patty. Say hi. Hello. Hi, Patty. All right. He's not really here. 
the white line on the floor was really cool because in each ex- part of the exhibit, it was white and it was a line and it was consistent, but what the line was, was different. So it, in one point it was like a rope line. And in another point it was like a scrolly line. And in a different point, it was a, um, as a line of, um, Morse code. So like it was, it changed depending on what part of the exhibit you were in and it kind of helped guide you through where you were supposed to go. And I was like, that is clever with your following the white line for the white star that line on the floor. Clever. And it's got Morse code stuff, the dot, 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 all that cool fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. And so the next part of the exhibit is really kind of the building of the ship. Okay. Yeah. This is all the architect, um, uh, let's see. Do you, uh, where are we starting at the sister? Yeah, let's play. Uh, well, um, let's play Ismay Andrews and the floor plans. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Let's get into some architecture. Yeah. This one's a little bit longer. So they have an entire like sections for, for Ismay. And then we're here at a whole area for Thomas Andrews, as we all know, is the chief designer for Harlan and Wolf. He was managing, was the managing director in charge of design. And they, oh, that's so cool. They have original notebooks of his, I think. Yeah, notebooks showing shipyard salaries. Thomas Andrews' salary can be seen listed in two of them. It's that one right there. It's like kind of crossed in them. Thomas Andrews, like one, two, three, four, fifth down. Uh, 250 per month, per week. More than a lot of the other ones, that's for sure. Hearing Patty in the background? Yeah, for sure. Wow. <laughs> the handwriting in this is insane. It looks like it's script, like it's printed, but it's like something's I was like, I bet script. his handwriting's beautiful, isn't it? Like Lucida. And then it says Lord Puri and J. Bruce Ismay produced the first ideas for the Olympic class ships. In Harland and Wolf's design department, they were refined into thousands of detailed engineerings and drawings. And so on the floor, we have projected the Titanic plans. And it's going through every single floor to talk about each floor. Went through each floor. Wow. Wow. And we're starting to get into pictures of the Titanic being built now. Oh, wow. Okay. So now we're like entering a fake shipyard area, but I'm assuming some of these structures are probably real. Like they probably brought them over from like not that long ago or not that far away. I'll take pictures of this and I'll show you. Oh, there's production way up there on the ceiling. Wow. Okay. I'm going to pause this so I can take a picture. Whoa. I just sent you a video of what I was talking about (laughs) on your phone. It's like a 15 second video. I also, the amount of times we're going to hear me say, oh, wow. (laughs) 
Oh, this really is like funny. a fake. Oh, wait, I suppose it's real. <laughs> wow. But okay. you know what? It's hard to tell because I don't know how much of like the Harlan and Wolf stuff from a hundred plus years ago is still existed. Well, this is like trippy. They- yeah. So they put they put a projector screen right at the top of all of that. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. And so. so- this is when I was like, okay, so not all of those like corners of the four pointed star of the building are like full of floors. Some of them were like big giant cavernous spaces. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of went up an elevator and exited out of said elevator. And there was a sign that said to bypass the ride. And I was like, there's a ride. <laughs> What? I had I was sh- I didn't read this on the website. I was shocked. I had no idea that there was a ride. And so I was completely floored. And mm-hmm. so I put the video of the ride experience into the Dropbox. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a 5-minute long video, but I am so excited to get your reactions. There was zero line. Zero okay. line whatsoever. And okay. so but so before I, before we get in the ride, I yeah. have a question. Yes, because I so I did um, a uh, podcast recording with um, Sarah um, says Francis uh, on Instagram. She's uh, also a um, titanic uh lover titaniac and she is an advocate for um autism and um just a great all-around person woman i'm so glad i got to talk to her um she and i did a, a podcast episode for her show um that was about the women of titanic's history and one of those women was present at the shipyard um, in Belfast. And she sent me an article after we recorded um, and an email. She provided me with so many links and um, learned a lot from just talking with her. And I'm, I just clicked on this link now and I'm looking, re-looking at it. And it's from Titanic Belfast. They wrote this article and it is about, and so I'm wondering, they must have had some sort of information about her. Um, her name was Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Brennan. Um, uh, in 1901, consensus shows that just under 30% of women aged 20 or over were employed in the industry, a much higher proportion than average time in, than average at the time in Ireland, while others found roles in domestic service or for those who had little, a little more literate, um, they had fewer opportunities um, in administration. They weren't able to get jobs. They came into the shipping side of things, the hard labor. Um, and there's a woman, she was 20 years old, Charlotte Brennan from Cavan, Cavan, C-A-V-A-N, um, was employed as a secretary uh, in Harlan and Wolf's drafting offices. So, and and before I had talked with Sarah, I'd never heard of this woman. 
ever. So did they have anything about her or any documents? Or they anything? might have. Okay. I I had to speed through a lot of it because they gave us a very limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. They should have, and I mentioned this in my final thoughts that they should have given us really like two plus hours. If we had 90 total minutes to go through the entire museum. And so there were things that I had to speed past without reading. I did see pictures of women on walls, especially in the Belfast part, the building of the ship part at the Harlan and Wolf part. I didn't have as much time to be able to stop and read as I wanted to. And if I had an extra hour, I would have been able to. So it's very, very possible that one of those pictures was a section about her. I just yeah. wasn't able to stop and read every single. Part. Yeah. Cause we were, we were speculating so much about her being one of the only women that were present, present during that time and in that office and was direct secretary secretary. There's all of these photos of the shipyards and the architecture and none of them are credited. And Sarah and I were speculating, you know, did did Charlotte take these, you know, and, and never never claimed them. Um, so on, <clears throat> excuse me, on the uh, launching day, um, Charlotte, uh, uh, it was on the first launch of it. So on the 31st of May in 1911, um, she attended the launch and she was given a VIP ticket number 116, allowing her access, um, to an executive box set. Um, it was set aside for her, specially invited white star line and Harlan Wolf staff. And she super enjoyed the day. She kept the ticket step as a memento and then when the ship sank, she wrote a personal note in shorthand on the back stating when it launched, when it left Belfast, when it sailed, when it struck an iceberg. So she like recounted its entire, the, you know, Titanic's entire history on the back of her ticket step just to like keep for herself. Wow. So she was, she seemed very like, like articulate in the sense of like, that's how she tracked things. I don't know. I always, I just found this woman so interesting. Um, and when you were talking about the people working there, that immediately popped in my head and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's right. What about that Charlotte woman who was their secretary? Um, I'm sure there had to have been like, something. Yeah. I was like, I have to, but I didn't want to miss, I no, don't want to miss anything. Uh, and it's like, if you and I will just have to go back together and spend like an entire afternoon there. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Duh. Oh, wow. Take me alive. I'll sleep there. I'll, I'll climb yeah. up the shipyard rafters and be like, I live here now. I'm a bat. Well, the next one is the shipyard ambiance and a ride is what it's okay. called. So this, is, this is the ride. Well, this um, is the, my live reactions to the fact that there is a ride. Okay. <laughs> and then coming up is the five minute video of the actual ride itself. Okay. Perfect. Ship your ambiance and ride live react to knowing there's a ride. Cause you didn't know. I did not at all. Okay. Loretta, I just want you to hear noises. the noises. They have, I don't know if it's real or manufactured, but what it sounds like at a shipyard. Mm. 
Wait, I'm gonna pause this for a second. Hearing those sounds, though, um, like, just bring me back to, like, musical theater days of, like, hearing random sounds and having them be like, now rhythm tap to it. Like, that's where my brain goes when you're like, listen to these sounds. I was like, uh, okay, paradiddle. Anyways, that's where my brain went immediately. All right. And we are entering not the, the gallery called The Shipyard. Back to it. So now we're going to be talking all about the building of the Titanic. There's a ride. <laughs> There's a ride. Oh, let's go. Absolute. I mean, well, yes, I'm going on the ride. I'll let you know what I feel oh, from so, it. I hope there's dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> but, like, it's like a roller coaster thing. <gasps> wow. Oh, my goodness. And there's, like, no queue, so we can hop right on it. Oh, okay. I'm taking a video of this. Dinosaurs. Oh, gotta love him, Patty Murphy. One of my Patty Murphy. Friends. Wondering if there's dinosaurs on the. Sh- shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the look you should have looked at the look I gave him. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, really, bro? Dinosaurs. I, he noticed how he got real quiet real quick. All right, after that, yeah. it's because oh, I, dinosaurs. I, shut up. I gave him, a, I gave him, I gave him the two eyeballs right real quick after mm. that. Yeah. Okay. So you can hear the disgust in your voice in the immediate reaction of realizing there's a ride, but then you can hear you be like, "Oh well, I'm gonna, I have to go on it." Like it's not a matter you of hear, you can fully hear the processing of this all this information. There's a yeah. ride. There's a ride. Well, have- uh, absolutely. Well, no, I don't I mean, of course we're going. <laughs> Makes me think of uh, uh Sally Field and Mrs. Doubtfire. The whole time? The whole time. The whole time. One of the best That's- like studied as an actor on how to deliver a one line 50 million different ways. Best so scenes ever to watch. Sidebar, have you read her um, biography? No. Whew. That shit was dark. That's hard. She had a hard life. Uh, and some rough marriages. Um, after I read it, she gives me Elizabeth Taylor vibes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that I was like, hmm, wouldn't have ever put that together. It's very good. I would pick it up. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, easy read too. I mean, it's like a huge book, but I think I breezed through it in like two weeks. Like I was like, Nope, this is so good. I can't stop reading this. Um, okay. So we're hearing the information being processed going on the ride. (laughs) I love the use of the word Q. I know. I already had started to transition over my terminology at that point to Irish terminology. There's no line. Cool. Um, <laughs> well, I learned very quickly if I started to say American shit like that, people would look at me funny. So, <laughs> but I took the video of the ride. So I, um, okay. I'm more interested in watching your rea- your facial reactions than I am of like listening to myself and watching this video. So like, I'll press play on my phone and. Okay keep it quiet so like I can't hear it so I can kind of like see what you're reacting to but you okay. let me know when you press play okay oh my god it's like a roller coaster 
It, it's like roller coaster style cars that's hanging from what is almost like a ski chalet style rope thing that pulls you through. Okay. Wow. So I wouldn't call that a ride. Yeah, and that's why I like. I, I, I've been calling it a ride because they call it a ride, and yeah. because my initial thoughts were there's a ride, but it, and that's why I say if there's going to be a air quotes ride, yeah, about the Titanic, this is the way to do it. I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's a moving tour. It's it's yeah. projections and seeing little like exhibits. Um, I I think that's really cool and like the information about it was really cool and like hearing a first count uh feelings of she was huge and scary because she moved she slid around when people worked on her and like one wrong move oh god you know uh, hearing yeah. the kind of fear of like what you were signing up for to work in the shipyard was like pretty dangerous. It was a very dangerous line of work. Um, and then hearing the joy of having their initial launch day. Um, <laughs> I left the, it was great. And then we all went to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they say it's, it's uh, people in around the world think it's an Irish stereotype that the Irish just like go out to drink, but it's true. I went out to drink a few nights with my Irish friends and like, Mm -hmm. they know how to drink. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It goes way back to, uh, sometimes some of the things that they fermented were safer to drink than the water. Look, maybe, maybe she didn't get a a champagne bottle smoosh send off, but she sure got a, a bunch of men from the shipyard and go and <laughs> drink in her honor after her first launch. So yeah. that's very I would, cool. I would definitely say that it's ride adjacent. I think the thing that, that made it feel like it was a ride is that you stepped in a car, you had like a safety bar that was pulled down and you went up and down an equivalent of about two stories. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. And so it's, that's the thing that made it feel like it was a ride, but it's definitely a moving exhibit. And yeah. there's part of me that feels like they had extra space and needed to figure out something to put in there. <laughs> well, and and <laughs> just know? something different, you know, something yeah. that, that would be a good ploy of being like, we have a ride. People going, what? And then seeing, you know, what it actually is, is, you know, like you said, a moving exhibit um, is very cool. And especially, I I feel like the demographic of of people at this museum are of all ages. um, So it's a cool way to keep young kids engaged with some moving and movement and, oh, we found a ride. And... Mm -hmm the old people a chance to sit down, <laughs> like, you know, and not be moving around. So I think that that's, I actually think it's a really cool idea. It was done. Awesome. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's great. It was informative. It was, it moved you through a lot of information in a quick way. 
If you want to hear two minutes of my immediate ride thoughts, I have two minutes of them. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you choose to include them in the final podcast, you can make that choice, but I'll probably listen to them on my own time because I don't want, I know we have, we still have so much more to get through. (laughs) Um, And, or you, I mean, you can share them too. I mean, it sounds like we seem to be on the same page of being pleasantly surprised of what, what they did and, and what they built. And that's really cool. What a cool way to, to do that. It was a little lame, like not to be like rude, but like, I was like, Oh, I thought it was going to be like, that's it. I know. It was like, it was like four TV screens and like some iron hanging from the ceiling, but like, and some I didn't cool want lighting, to, but, I didn't want to sully your idea or thoughts of what it was going to be. I was just said like, Hey, there was a ride. Let's watch this video together. And I want to get your thoughts. Um, but so once the ride was done, then we really kind of moved on to the fitting out of the Titanic, which is what they essentially called doing the inside and, um, all of the cabins and, you know, all of that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the picture that I just sent you was, uh, talking or it's showed in relationship to the actual Titanic museum where the Titanic was while she was being built. Cause it was the very mm-hmm. end of the entire building part mm-hmm. of the exhibit was now that you've seen how she was built, let's see where she was built in relationship to where you're standing right now. Oh, and cool. so okay. that shows really you know, kind of where they had to put the little pl- plastic cover so nobody stole the little Titanic. Yeah, I'm gonna take that. That's my toy. Um, but you can really see truly how it was like right on top of that. And then um, moving forward to, I'm not gonna send you a picture of Patty being I'm the king of the world in that corner of the building. Um, where the dinosaurs are. Asking where the dinosaurs are. Actually, you know what? I didn't take a picture of it, unfortunately. But um, there is, uh, they filled it in, and it's filled in with concrete currently. But it really, truly does, like, overlook the spot. The entire spot. Yep. Wow. And so. But they, but then, they, filled, it, they filled it in with concrete. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So I don't know just, when they filled it in with concrete. They might have done that, like, in the 40s, for, okay. for all we know. But that would they, be a good piece of history yeah. and interesting fact to, to learn and understand, you know, to try to figure out. Why but they did that when, you know, is it because they thought there was some bad juju attached to it or maybe, you know, it, it still seemed, it seemed to be a usable was anything. I mean, look, there's lots of questions coming up now. Like, you know, I wonder if any, any thing, was anything built in the same spot after that? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You know what? I I don't know. Things to learn. Okay. We're going to find some of the answers to these and make it a different episode. Um, Really? Because, you know, maybe I want to do a little bit more research on Charlotte, too, and kind of, like, dive into more of the shipyard stuff. So, okay. So then you get to the the recreation of the cabins, the replicas of the cabins, which um, it seems to be the... Probably the same ones that I saw at the Las Vegas exhibit. Um, yeah, I'm, and I think probably very similar. There were a few like holographic, 
you know, like a girl like sitting on the edge of, you know, a bed or whatever, but they weren't, the point of this museum was really not about the artifacts from the Titanic. It was really about telling the entire story of Belfast through like modern day pop culture. And so there wasn't a whole lot of time or exhibition energy spent on, you know, this was found on the seafloor and this was, they had zero artifacts. Anything that they had was taken from like the white star line, uh, personal archives. Like this was an example of a, a dish that would have been found on a white star line ship. And so it wasn't specifically from the Titanic. It was, these were what dishes look like on the white star line. So it probably was something that they had in their stores for all of their ships. Which and I like. Yeah. Sitting in the archives. Yeah. I like and appreciate that too, because while I enjoy going to the exhibits that we have here in the museums we have here in the States and you get to see actual pieces there's something um, on a different level of like your brain kind of switched to um, learning about the Titanic from that side of things rather than kind of the draw of the tragedy. Yeah. Right. Like I feel like that, that the Belfast Titanic museum is about the creation and the legacy like you said, in association to where the museum stands. Like, why yeah. is that, that, why is that spot needing, you know, why, why is that spot important and commemorated and this beautiful structure, a white star of being built, you know, like that's, that's a cool thing because a lot of people here, they go to the museum because they're like, Ooh, dead people clothes, you know? I mean, <laughs> Because people in America, maybe people all over the world are obsessed with a little bit of that morbidity. Is that a word? Morbidity? Yeah. Um, of things. And I'm gu- yeah, macabre. There we go. I'm, I'm, uh. Guilty. We're both guilty. I'm, We're both 100% yeah, I'm, guilty of that. I'm totally guilty of that. Cause I'm like, oh, that's crazy. What if the spirit's attached to it? <laughs> Sad cry. Like, you know, like that's how I feel when I see it. But it would be really cool to go somewhere to be like, I don't need to be in that mindset. You know, I don't need to be in that like, oh, no, the sad. It's like, oh, cool. And appreciating the Titanic for who she was before the tragedy. Well, I think this is a really good opportunity to click on the audio file called Fabrics, Drapes, and Dishes. Okay. Fabrics, Drapes, and Dishes. It's a short one. Love that. <laughs> so they have like recreations of the like the drapery. Ooh, the music in the background. I love the that. The carpets. I wonder if these dishes are recreations. Okay, here's a third class cabin, right? Yes. Third class cabin of a very superior character. Third class cabins on Titanic were basic compared to first and second class. Duh. <laughs> There are massive improvements from the large dormitories on other ships. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. So I know that the the third the third class gets a bad rap, but I think a lot of times people do forget that the Titanic was progressive. Mm-hmm. It was very progressive. It wasn't just 
the biggest, the beautifulest, the only rich people. It's like, you know, the, the third class, despite all the, the bad things they got, like the food and the only two bathrooms total for everybody, which I know you have yeah. a clip about that too. That's one of the things that's, that has always stuck with me that I'm like, what? Two bathrooms? That's it? What if the gruel, like, went right through you, man? Like, what do you do? What if they served Taco Bell that day? What, you what know? if they have Taco Bell that day? Titanic and Taco Bell in the third class. I mean, third class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inappropriate. Terrible. You're terrible. Terrible. But, like, but really, like, what would you do? Be like, sir, admin, get out of here. I have to poop. Like, <laughs> you know, like, that. that's crazy to me. Um, and this being seasick and stuff, you know, I think a lot of people probably got sick overboard into the ocean. Um, which I would do. I would do that. I'd be like, forget this. Um, but I think that that is interesting because it's like even the care that went into the third class, a lot of people looked down on and was like, hmm, poo poo about it. But it's like, yeah. it was eons better and was like second class level on most other ships before her, which is very cool. Yeah. And that's one of the things that they really wanted to highlight is that the design that went into this was intended to, it was intended to be part of their Olympic class ships, even down to the first or from the first all the way down to the third class. Mm-hmm. And so they all, what they did, and I've been trying to upload this to Dropbox for the last like five minutes and it's not working. Um, and so I'm just going to describe it. And if we're able to watch it and get your live reactions, it's like a two and a half minute video. I did text it to you. I think it might've gone through, but it's, Oh yeah, I, got, I did get a video. It's going to be, I don't know how easily you'll be able to watch it and edit it, you know, through via text in terms of like sound, but mm-hmm. it's a three sided, 3d video projection thing. And so I sat my rear smack dab in the middle and have my phone (laughs) out so no staff could see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I kind of like turned from side to side and it was uh, a, like a 3d going from the very bowels of the ship all the way up to the very, very top of the ship. And it was, it's kind of moving through it a little bit. And as long as you don't look behind you, you think you're completely surrounded. And so, because it's three out of four sides and it was probably one of the highlights of the entire museum experience for me because oh. you're going through the entire ship experience and it's like a two and a half minute video and it's so cool and I 100% was like Loretta needs to see this (laughs) so Adara this is 100% I'm just perusing through it right now and scrolling this is absolutely 100% what they're having in the exhibit that's coming here is it 100% I'm I'm paused on the staircase right now Because that is their ploy, and I didn't understand it, and I kept trying to research a little bit, even though I said I was like, I'm not going to look anything up. It's like, well, of course I want all the fucking answers, you know? Um, And that image is the same image, and their whole thing is step foot onto the ship. Step foot onto the ship. So, And it's in the building in L.A. here that's currently used for the immersive Van Gogh experience. 
It was so this really is cool. what it is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just peruse it, but I'm gonna skip it a little bit because I wow, I'm seeing it. It takes you up the staircase around through, yep. through wow, okay, into the cabin, captain's into the cockpit, okay. Wow. So it's every a little bit from every level. That's very cool. That's very cool. That's just, I mean, that was maybe like a 15 to 20 foot by 20 foot square 3D wall. So if this is like a massive immersive experience, they're probably building on this video experience and bringing it into modernizing it by a couple of years because this museum is 10 years old. Yeah. I don't know how long this video experience has been there in this museum, but it's, they're they're going to be building and expanding on that. And I sat there and I was like, this is cool. This was one of my top experiences. That's definitely hands down what it is. Cause I was like, "Mm," cause you're like, it takes you to the bowels of the ship. And I was like, that's what they say. In the thing. So I was like, what? So I, I didn't want to, I don't want to watch it. I'm going to skip it because I want to experience that. Good. But I'm seeing it. That's definitely what it is. So that's very cool. Um, Sean got tickets yesterday. So we have tickets to go in no- November, I think. I think it's November, first week in November. Because um, the New York has it too. Yep. Um, New York has it coming. And my friend Jason was trying to get me to go out there. To, and I was like, I'm I'm going on a cruise in December. Like, I can't go anywhere until I go on that cruise. Um, that's like all my vacation and floating holidays I'm using. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So let's kind of keep moving through this. Replicas of the cabin, I feel like. Recreation. Well, I think the next thing that we need to do is pop quiz for Loretta because this is the point (laughs) in which we are. I have an entire audio called Pop Quiz for Loretta, and um, we're kind of moving towards through the fitting out. And I think for the two of us, the reason why we're probably kind of breezing through this is this is going to be information that's similar to a lot of the other exhibitions that we've seen in terms of recreations of the cabin. You know, talking about, you know, fitting out. I think the main differences are that it's not tying the items of the cabin to actual artifacts, you know, retrieved from the seafloor. You're able to look at it as more of like a historical aspect versus like a tragic this. Oh, my God. Some person who was holding this teacup when, you know, the ship went down, you know, you're able to remove yourself from it in that aspect, which I think was really cool. Yeah. But the, the next part of it, uh, talked about the, once it was fitted out, it moved into the, we're starting to look into the voyage. So what was the first, uh, the route that the Titanic took and that was after it left Belfast. And so mm-hmm. that's the pop quiz for Loretta. Okay. I got to <laughs> open Oh, yeah, here we so, go. Okay, there we go. Yep. Okay, uh, so I, I want to preface this. Okay. Yeah, I want to preface this with the next entire ex- part of the exhibition is titled The Maiden Voyage. Okay. And so oh, this okay. is when I was like, oh, the pop quiz for Loretta. <laughs> right, The Maiden Voyage. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm going right, to, wait, if let me... I fail this, I'm going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. I'm going to but... be a fraud. All right. right. One, two, three. Go. Play. Quiz Loretta. What was the order of the port cities that the Titanic went to 
before it left from New York. So we know that it started in Belfast, and we know that it was supposed to end up in New York, but what were the three cities in between? Uh, easy. Can I pause it? Yeah, pause it. Can I pause it? Okay. Southampton. Uh, Cherbourg, France. Am I saying that right? Cherbourg? Cherbourg? Cherbourg. Cherbourg, France, and Queenstown. Let's hit play. I think that's right. Cherbourg. <laughs> that's the most American thing I've ever heard in my life. You can pause this while we guess. Okay. You're telling me okay. to pause it. It went from Belfast to yeah. Southampton yeah. to Cherbourg yeah. in France to Queenstown yeah. in Cork. And it left from Cork to Fort New York. I didn't, say, I didn't say Cork, though. I didn't clarify. I mean, everybody knows what Queenstown is, though. So... Cherbourg, France. Cherbourg. 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 Uh, I was like, I know you got this. I know, I know okay. you got this. I thought if it was going to be like... I would have been embarrassed for you. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like something really, really hard. And I was like, oh my God. I thought it was going to be something like, at what time did it? Did the exact launch happen to the first stop of Southampton? What time did they get there? Who was the first passenger to step a foot? Actually, no, I don't know it was going to be an easy one. That's a, thing, that's a thing to look up, too. Uh, the shipyard stuff on the concrete filling in, but who was the first passenger at each port to set foot? Hmm. First person at each port. That's a fun one. Okay. Cool. I thought you did did like a sassy thing. No, that was just me telling my cat to stop messing with the box in case he decides to go bananas in it. So the the maiden voyage section of the museum very quickly moves into the, uh, the sinking and the iceberg. But there were a few parts of it that were particularly touching and I wanted to get live reactions for a couple of those, but the first part is not touching, but it's something that I had never seen before in an artistic rendering of the Titanic. And I just texted it to you and I'm wondering if you had seen this before and it is like a radio tower, not a radio tower, but it's like a tower coming up on the front of the ship with like lines coming down off of it. They look like clotheslines. Obviously they're not clotheslines, mm-hmm. but I had never seen, I'll send you another one from a different angle. I had never seen that before in a rendering of the Titanic. And I was uh, just curious if you ever had. I have, I have. Um, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I have. It's, it's, there's two poles on either side and it connects to each one. Um, let me think. And it looks like an old timey clothesline with like three wires and it comes down. And I was like, I feel this is a very old drawing of the Titanic that was projected very largely on a wall. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just because it's an older, maybe like 1920s, 1930s drawing that's just not circulated a whole lot anymore. It's just not seen that way. Mm -hmm. But I was really curious what those lines were, if it was an artistic rendering, if they actually existed on the Titanic, because that's just not something that I've seen ever. And 
I'd be curious to know what they were and was just wondering if you had seen them, if they actually existed, if it was just an artistic rendering at one point that has just kind of stuck around. That's, you know what, I, um, I have seen it on a lot of, um, illustrated imagery. Yes. Cause that's what this is. It's an illustrated yeah. imagery I've, for people. I've seen listening. a lot of it on illustrated imagery, um, clip art. Like when I was making my logo for the podcast, I think the lo- my logo has that rendering of it. Um, let me check real fast. Uh, no, it doesn't. Okay. Or I, I erased it or something. But the one that I do have here for on my Titanic Facts um, post, it is an illustrated image of the Titanic that has both poles on either side with the wires going down. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of those, like, sketch-style illustrations do include that, but most everything else I've seen doesn't. Now, I believe that the models, the buildable models, do include that. I do think that they include poles on either side with the wires. I'm trying to... Uh, I know James, James Penka, um, has made one of those, um, before. Yeah. You know, now that I'm looking, I'm pulling up on Instagram here. There they are. Right. There's that pole. Yep. Apologies to your listeners. My cat just used his litter box and he likes to dig to Timbuktu. Oh, that's fine. So if there's a barely hear Yeah, girl, it's it's there. They're there. Okay. I just don't think that they are as prominent as prominently featured. Okay. Yeah, especially because the renderings that you saw there have the wires as like a bright white. Um yeah. but yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem to be there. Um, it looks like a lot of the Olympic-class ships also had those. I wonder what they were for. I was curious I about that. I don't know. I don't know. And that's something to... Lip. Add to the list. Yeah, that's definitely something to add to the list. A lot of ocean liners had them on either side, and it looks like... Yeah, I really don't know what they're for, but I, that's, I I think I'm going to do a follow-up episode answering a lot of the questions that you and I have brought up here. Um, Love that. Yeah, because we got a lot of good, like, subjects of things. I'm feeling inspired. Titanic burnout who? Um, (laughs) There we go. This is better. Okay, so let's keep moving through yeah well the next part uh, the next recording that i want to play it's about two and a half minutes long is the sinking and first hand recordings yeah. and i didn't know if you had heard any of these and so i stood directly underneath the speaker some of them are easier to hear some of them are a little bit harder to hear and that's just the nature of the fact that some of these recordings are 100 years old right. and they they do talk about obviously what happened because mm-hmm it's the Titanic museum, but they don't dedicate a lot of exhibition space to 
to it because we all know what happened. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> they exactly. want to spend they want to spend more of the time talking as we move forward with these firsthand record. Like I was actually mm-hmm. surprised how little of the exhibition time was spent about that night, mm-hmm. and it was you know just kind of talking about like what the iceberg conditions were that night, and then they moved you into this dark room that had. Um, sky lights embedded so it was look like twinkly skylights and you were just listening to these recordings and that was it it was very moving and very touching because it's not like it was like oh some deep dive scientific examination we all know what it was no it was There's no, no need to dig into it yeah and and like we talked about before that this this exhibit seemed to be more on the historical legacy side of the titanic yes this seems to be the gallery that contained the emotional experience. Um, Correct. We all know this girl loves an emotional connection. So yes, we love um, that mm, empath. Yep. Um, so for this empath, um, let me know when you're ready to hit play okay. on the sinking and firsthand recordings. Now you these, count it down. Just to clarify, the firsthand recordings are are first-hand accounts of what had happened. Not recordings of the ship going down. This isn't like an ASMR situation. Got it. (laughs) This is not an ASMR situation. (laughs) This is recording first-hand recounts of what happened by various people who were on the ship at of various roles, whether they were a child, a person who worked on the ship, etc. And I was I, like, the empath and Loretta would be bawling her eyes out in this room right now. So yeah, let I'm, me hold my, I literally stood with my phone like this as yeah. close as possible to the, record, yeah. to the speaker. That's, that's the thing that it kicks my ass. Every time I go, it's always the room of people talking and just like that feeling. And I just, it, stab and twist like every time I just being an empath is both beautiful and horrible and I'm a cancer moon which just makes me like blubber over all the things um okay here we go also but it's only two and a half minutes so it's not too too terrible okay here we go are you ready yep I'm gonna say something weird okay Hearing the the first hand recounts from like the old men are like, okay, fine. It's as soon as I hear a woman's voice, my heart breaks. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Maybe because I can like place myself in that state of mind more. I mean, I also think it's because to me, it's to be a woman at that time is inherently more dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's inherently more unstable. And it's you inherently, we don't have any mind. power. Yeah. You can't speak your mind. We don't have any power. You are yeah. at the mercy of men and what they were mm-hmm. telling you to do. And to be in a situation in which it was life or death yeah. and at the mercy of the men around you and to not be sure what was going to be happening mm-hmm. and to cross your fingers and hope that you were able to survive it. But then also, so if you did survive it, but your husband didn't, what would that mean for your status in the world? Mm-hmm. Were you, would you be able to earn money? Would you be able to make it like, to me, it's not even life or death. It's like, it, it's, there's it's, no win. It's life or death in the moment and life or death 
after. Yeah. You know, like that, I think that is, is exactly why I feel that way because for me, I feel like if it, I was, if I was on the Titanic and this happened and Sean was on there with me and he was like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Cause that's kind of his like style anyways. When I'm like, Oh, something's wrong. Like something's going on. I can feel it in my gut. Shit just is going down. We're in trouble. We need a plan. He'll be like, it's okay. Let's just see what they tell us and it'll be fine. And I would have been the one being like, suit yourself. Like we're getting off of this thing. Like, Absolutely not. And in that time, you know, I feel like some people had relationships where that was absolutely uh, possible, you know, being both people, you know, the status level, you know, um, older couples and stuff. You know, I feel like in their old age, a lot of those women were like, ah, shut up, you know, like, don't tell me what to do. Um, but the younger, the unsinkable Molly Brown, unsinkable Molly. I don't, and I don't think, and I love that. You know, she was like stand her ground, but I don't think she was the only woman that ever did that. Like, you yeah. know, there were so many on there that probably were like, "Hell no, you give me that deed to the theater." You know, let's go. Like our legacy yeah. is going on. Like, I feel like there's a lot more that that came with that. Um, but yeah, I think that's why it gets me because it was like, yeah, this is hard like to listen to. And as soon as I heard that little voice, I was like, uh, fuck. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I hate that. But I I also I can never get over the oh, it's fine. We just hit a giant block of ice that's as big as a building. No immediate threat. But it's like the deafening sound of it ripping through is like you don't think there's a problem? <laughs> Excuse no. me. They're like, nah. Just no, some, they don't. It's just, it's just some creaking. It's an old house. It's an old ship. It's not a ghost. It's just an old house. It's like that's what ship. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it's that. It's like it's a it's a brand new damn ship. Like it's not supposed to make yeah. those noises. Um. So yeah. All right. Well, what do we have else? We're we're already over well, an hour here. Um, yeah. Well, there's only two. There's only two sections left to the entire museum. And then the don't open until the podcast mail that I sent you. <laughs> yeah, I've got a gift and, to open here. Hell yep. yeah. And so the the first thing that I want to have you play was the glass floor. I'm right. sorry, uh, the discovery and my favorite part. Because okay. they moved very quickly on to the discovery of the Titanic, which as anybody who has heard previous episodes is Loretta is about the stories and the people of the Titanic. And I get real nerdy real quick about Robert Ballard and the discovery of the Titanic. You love and Robert so Ballard. Was, Bob Ballard's your fave. through, but I was trying not to speed through, but like Adara wanted to speed through to get to this part of the museum. But also I wanted to make sure that I accurately captured my thoughts for this well, podcast recording. You're also a Bismarck girl, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm just an all things Robert Ballard discovering things on the ocean floor yeah. type of girl. <laughs> and, his- and so this was for me, other than the, th- like the 3d thing, it was the coolest part of the entire exhibit. Mm-hmm. And so this is the, um, which, what did I say? The discovery and my Sorry, favorite part. part. All right, here we go. Yep. Yeah. I Nerd believe out, that 
Here we go. My heart does. First of all, you're saying. Go on. <laughs> They're really playing My Heart Will Go On. Oh. <gasps> yeah, they were. Oh my god, we're not gonna have enough time. Patty, they have a whole exhibition about the search, which is what I'm super nerdy about. The search? The search for <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, I just realized we're doing these two parts yeah, of the out of order. Oh, well. Robert Ballard. Okay. Yeah, Robert Ballard. I know. Titanic Reckon Debris. There's so much more to this. So, um, wait, I'm going to pause for a second. We're running so, out of time. You're, you're here. You're, we keep hearing we only have 10 minutes. We only have 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Because we had to get on the bus to go back to Dublin. So you told me this when I was like, oh, my God, how was it? Because you texted me that morning, which was like. I was eight hours ahead of you. So yeah. for me, it was that night. That <laughs> for was you, night. it was that morning. It was like <laughs> 5 a.m. or something. And I was like, what? Um, and you said we only had, how long was it? 90 minutes. 90 and I minutes. needed to include gift shop time in there as well. 90 minutes. I would have lost my shit. I'd be like. Absolutely not. I'm not getting on this bus. I'll find my own way back to Dublin. I'm ready to get on this bus. Like, no. Um, Okay, I would have Molly Brown that shit and been like, no. So let me preface the reason why I was singing is because the two parts were pop culture and the discovery. And so the entire pop culture, and you and I can discuss about the pop culture stuff later. They had a whole section about like movies and books about the Titanic. And so I have a whole list of Loretta. Here are some more movies for us to watch together. And I think, Uh, I think when we, I I think we should do another episode specifically on the pop culture of it because that's something that especially this season I'm really trying to focus on and bring to light of a lot of things so we'll do a a, a pop culture um version of it and and, and, and you can hear and that's why hence I was singing the Titanic which is what they were playing in the pop culture section I love but that. you can you'll you'll hear as we hit play and finish the rest of this little section my frustration and like but we only have 10 minutes left and this is my favorite part of the entire museum yeah because <laughs> I was I knew this was the part that I was going to nerd out on mm-hmm. and so if we hit play for the final 45 40 seconds of this <laughs> I would have never went on the shipyard ride okay there's so much more. <gasps> oh my god, a giant movie theater with footage of the wreck. Stop. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take a little video of this because this is cool. Dang it, we do not have enough time to sit here for like the entire watch all of this. I could have sat in that movie theater of that wreck for 45 minutes and yeah. just rewatched the loop. It was probably like a 15 to 20 minute loop of footage that they have. And I maybe saw four or five minutes of it. I was so frustrated that I couldn't see more of that. And this is also where they had the glass floor, which yeah. is the video that I want you to watch. Okay. okay. So then there's a glass floor. Oh, wait, you, and that's on Dropbox on Dropbox. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I would have been pissed that they put oh that at God, the end. Oh my God, Loretta, this is so yeah. cool. All right. Uh, if you, you can stand we are going to on top of, yeah. That's for sure. like, a screen. Oh. And it's like you're going over the wreck. Oh. Wow. Oh. So it says, see the 
final resting place on the seabed. Step onto the glass floor to watch the ship move beneath you. No one's ever figured out what that is. Wow. Then you know what that is, though. Go closer. I'm zooming now. A chamber pot. <laughs> A frying pan. Hmm. So we're coming out of the back end of the debris field now. The poop deck. Next thing you'll see is the <laughs> I didn't realize I caught that part of the, the video. Uh, the poop deck. Came down the poop deck. So there were like two videos going at the same time. It was this giant wall of submarine footage, essentially, of mm-hmm. the wreck. And that's what you could hear kind of in the background of that they were talking about. And then also like an overview of the entire wreck that was, if you stood still on the glass floor, that's what was moving underneath you. And so you could experience a solid 20 plus minutes in this one room alone, watching the video in front of you and then going down and looking at the glass floor and experiencing the glass floor as well. And so it was very frustrating that I could not experience more of that room knowing fully well that a, I was on a mission from Sean to get you something from the gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to go to the gift shop for myself because mm-hmm. like, when am I ever going to be in the Titanic museum gift shop for me? So, right. um, I was unfortunately had to speed through that last part of it, which was frustrating and another just excuse to go back. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I don't, if, I actually don't remember, let me see how long these final thoughts are. A minute 42, that's not terrible, Um, because after the kind of discovery part about it, um, that was really truly the end of it, and that kind of the big movie theater part was, you know, they had a little bit about like the, the types of like submarines and what they used. And my favorite piece of fact about the, the expedition to discover the Titanic, which was that it was fake to begin with and that they had been hired by the Navy to find, uh, I think it was like nuclear submarine and they found it in like three days. And so Robert Ballard was like, since we told the whole world we were going to look for the Titanic, do you want us to keep looking for the Titanic? Because we already found this submarine. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a little sus if we stopped after, like, you know, a handful of days. And so they decided, well, let's do our actual cover story. And they found the Titanic. And I love that. I think that's just, like, so cool. And yeah. they about like the techniques that they use to find it, which was looking for the debris field instead of looking for like the actual wreck and like all of those things that I find really fascinating. And so, you know, it's, I love that they were able to give, you know, Bob Ballard his due and, mm-hmm. and in terms of, cause we wouldn't have the Titanic museum in the way that it currently is or any of these exhibitions, the way that they currently are, if he hadn't found it. And I will shed a tear that he's getting elderly. I will shed I a tear the day that man is no longer with us. Um, I know he's but, been through so much too, like with his son and everything. It's just so yeah. crazy. A lot of people, you know, and I've said this too, like I wouldn't, know about the Titanic if it wasn't for James Cameron's film 97 even though it's not very good but James Cameron wouldn't have made that movie if it wasn't for Bob Ballard so everything boils down to him and he is the father of the Titanic yeah 100% but 
if we want to listen to final thoughts, uh, you and I can discuss a little bit final thoughts and then we can open your, uh, do not open until podcast yeah. and call it an episode. Yeah. Let's hear some, here's some live final thoughts. Oh, it's doing the weird thing again. Here we go. Okay. Live final thoughts. Okay. So there's music on the bus, unfortunately, but we just left. <laughs> The museum, and I wanted to get my thoughts down, whether or not we use this or whether or not it just helps me to kind of repeat them on the podcast. We'll figure it out, but um, it's huge. I needed another hour. We only had 90 minutes, and that also included the gift shop um, and the nomadic, yes. which is in itself probably like a 45 minute. And the minute. nomadic included in that 90 minutes experience that you should do i mean barely we were in it for like 10 minutes um it's huge and it's it's a contemporary museum so it's digital i think the like the exhibitions that are like in vegas and the ones that go travel are the ones that truly have the artifacts that were recovered because i the things that we saw in there were not actual artifacts they were like from like the collection of the history of the white star line not from so it's like an example of the white star line plates not this plate was found at the bottom of the ocean um it was a really cool way of telling the story of titanic from the start of the white star line all the way through the exploration and discovery of the wreck it's just huge it's huge and I needed another hour worth of time I wanted to press every screen and I couldn't I had to like speed my way through but I got you some stuff okay bye I think that sums it up really well. It's yeah. huge, and it's digital. It's contemporary. I I visited a different museum called the Epic Museum about Irish emigration in Dublin that was also contemporary. And I think contemporary museums and digital museums are really smart because it's very easy to add and swap out uh, displays and exhibitions when you do it digitally. Mm-hmm. And as new information is updated comes up you can you can add to that very easily but when you have things like the ride and you know some recreations of like the cabins mixed into it and recreations of like what the first class deck looked like you're combining that digital with some tangible things and so it makes for like a perfect combination of it's like we're walking through pieces of the titanic while still learning a whole lot absolutely in no way is 90 minutes a good enough time. Like I said to my friend Patty, I was like, I would have rather not visited Dunluce Castle and the dark head. You could have eliminated the game of Thrones part of this entire experience to add on to the Titanic museum, Mm -hmm. but it's a bus tour. They're trying to, you know, draw in everybody, you know, not everybody's thing is the Titanic. Right. Exactly. A lot of people, especially these days, are, oh my god, Game of Thrones! Like, that's the big draw uh, going over there. Which I, you know, cool added bonus, but that they should maybe almost have two different tours. Like, the Game of Thrones tour and the Titanic tour. Yeah. And so, and tourism is just coming back in Ireland, so I think they're combining some of those into, like, one big day tour versus, like, a few smaller tours. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's what their plan was, or maybe that's what it was before. But they, again, yeah, like you said, are trying to bring in 
more people. Okay, can I but, open my gift yet? <laughs> yes, you can. I so want you. But your video is paused, though. Like, it's it's Wait, frozen. And I'm I want to see your reaction, though. Your video is frozen. Wait, I'm frozen? You're frozen. And you haven't been frozen this entire time. And now you're frozen. Oh, my God. Can you, like, turn your video off and on really yeah. quick? Wait, how do I do that? Uh, no. It's, like, yeah. down by your name. There it is. Okay, perfect. Woo! Okay, okay go I'm back live? Loading video. You're live. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Here we go. Do not and even look. My cat Stanley has come up to watch this. <laughs> All right. So I got this in the mail. All right. Sent from you in New Jersey. Okay. Um, do not open until podcast written on almost heart, heart, heart. every corner of this package, <laughs> which is so funny because I didn't know that this was. So I came home for my first day of work, and Sean had the. Uh, souvenirs that he worked out with you um, to go through, which I knew something was happening because I saw the messages on his phone. And I think I told you this. I absolutely was like, he's going to propose. He's working with Adara for his proposal (laughs) plan. And I'm not going to say that my heart was like, shit. But, like, part of it was when he was like, oh, no, I just worked with her to get some Titanic stuff for you. And I was like, I mean, that's cool, but I would like a ring on my finger. It's been almost five, <laughs> it's been almost five years. So, like, let's go, buddy. Um, rose gold for Titanic. Just kidding. Um, okay. So then there's a second part because then he said that. He was like, but I guess there's another one coming. And I was like, okay. So I went to the mailbox a couple days later. And was like, oh my god, perfect, the other package. And I, like, brought it upstairs, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> it was like, I can't open it? No, oh. you can't open it, because I'm selfish, and my love language is <laughs> gift-giving, because I like to watch people as I give them gifts. So okay. this is selfish for me, too. Okay, here we go. Oh, well, that didn't start well. <laughs> okay, all right, ready? Ready. Okay, there's... There's a big thing and a small thing. Which one should I look at first? They all they all go together, so it's it, yeah, okay. it doesn't matter. All right, let's look at the big thing. Wait. Oh. <gasps> yes. Oh, I must drop my headphones. For the empath. <laughs> <laughs> the empath in me. Yes. Uh, Titanic voices. 63 survivors tell their stories. Ex- uh, they're... <laughs> I can't read. I'm so excited I blacked out. <laughs> 63 survivors tell their extraordinary stories. Oh my gosh. First hand, it is the most complete, I think, and maybe the only firsthand collection of firsthand stories. Okay, look at the ship has the little poles. Yes. Yes, it does. I'm so excited. <laughs> Full on screen. Sorry, everybody. <gasps> Stop. There came a terrible cry. Lifeboat 14. Lifeboat 1. Lifeboat 3. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> Look at all of those words. It's a, it's a huge book, people. This is like a huge this is a book. huge book of a collection of the firsthand stories, and it tells you what class they were in. What? Oh, that was Patty's ticket. I made him give it to me. Yay! I was like, "Is this your ticket? 
Nope, that was I have mine. I have mine. Mine's attached to my fridge. I knit one. That is Patty's. I was like, Patty, just so you know, you're not keeping this as a souvenir. I'm taking it. Oh, hey, they opened on 31st of March, 2012. Marking the year of launching. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love this. I'm going to stick it up on my mm-hmm. little bulletin board thing. Yeah. Okay. We love that. You don't okay. need to use it as a, a bookmark because keep looking in your package. Oh, wait, I dropped something. <laughs> I dropped it. Hold on. Wait, look at the pictures. <gasps> look at all the pictures. I know. Oh, and there's okay. pictures in the book, too. There's it, It's a good book. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my heart. Yeah, these little poles are everywhere. We're, we were just too dumb to notice them. <laughs> we're like, wow, there's two poles on the other side with wires. What are those? <laughs> I've never noticed Every them. Every idiots. Oh, wow, there's so many pictures. Oh, light taller. Are we canceling him yet or what? I mean, can we cancel? I, I mean, kind of. I think it's a soft cancel. He's a <laughs> it's a soft cancel. Oh, my God. Okay. So, you said I don't need a bookmark because... <gasps> yes! An official Titanic bookmark to go and with your Titanic book. It's, it's... Can you hear that? Yeah. Can you hear it? It's embossed. Oh, it's embossed. I love those. What is that? Holographic? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like it's raised. It's like embossed. Oh my God. Belfast, 1912, Harlan and Wolf, Southampton to New York. This is beautiful. Mm hmm. Queen of the Ocean. Ugh. Stop. This is my fave. There's more. Wait. Did I pull something off? There should be one more small thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a, a thread. Was there supposed to be, like, a little ribbon on this? Yeah. There, it's down here. But there should also be one more tiny thing that's in there, too, yeah. I think. A magnet! <laughs> it oh, matches what? a magnet on my fridge! Oh, you have one, too! <laughs> Yay! Twin magnets! Oh, my God, yeah! Okay, I'm going to take the sticker off so I can hang it. Ew, I just burped into the microphone, sorry. I was okay, like, yeah, as, as soon as I saw that, I said the empath in Loretta needs to read all of these stories, right. and then I instantly thought about how that's an entire podcast episode right there, of talking about the stories of some of these people that you may not heard of yet. Like, each one of them, like, the story of this person, the story of this person. Ugh, yeah. I survived the Titanic. Filson Young, Titanic. See, and what's cool is these publishing companies, they're not from here. Yeah. That's dope. Oh my gosh. Illustrated Sinking the Titanic. Titanic Hero. The Captain, ooh, of the Carpathia. That would be a cool one. I know. A Girl Aboard the Titanic. Ava Hart, seven-year-old. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's this girl. She's right here. She's, so she's in here, too. Why the Titanic Sink? Well, that seems to be a short book. Um... Oh, cool. Oh, not cool. Showing the loss of life on the Titanic. First class, second class, third class, total passengers, crew, total passengers and crew. They have an entire mathematic chart breakdown. Ugh, that makes me want to puke. I love it. 
Um, oh my god, dude. Thank you. Worth You're welcome. The wait. Worth the wait. I'm literally <laughs> going to be like, well, this is fun. I'm going to go read this. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna Editing back. podcast two, I'll edit this in three weeks when I finish the book. <laughs> I let, yeah, honestly, like, it's going to take me a minute to edit this episode. Uh, but that's why I have one coming out today to shut people up, which I definitely said, I'm going to try a new segment and I'm going to call it trendy, like trending, like trendy, like trending topics that either have to do with the Titanic or don't. And we're just going to talk about it because I wanted to talk about the Try Guys. Oh, Cause God. Because I, I know that you love the Try Guys. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, maybe the Try Guys. We can talk about it like if we need to get rolling into the episode. But I feel like we have so much in this episode that we can save that yeah. segment for the next thing. We can because also I have... Did you see that it was on an SNL sketch last night? What, the Try Guys? Yeah. They made it an SNL sketch? They made it an SNL sketch. I don't like and that. That's fucked. Yeah. See, we, we'll save this for later, mm. but let's just say that one of Ned's friends is an SNL writer, so let's just guess whose point of view that sketch was written from. Wow. <laughs> wow. So watch that sketch and then we can discuss. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that uh Bo Yang, is that his name? Bo and Yang. Mm-hmm. Bo and Yang did a fantastic as job Eugene? of looking as Eugene. <laughs> he did a fantastic job. I was gonna say you said that I was Eugene. like, well, Bo and Yang had to be Eugene, because SNL like, only has one actor hands. of Asian descent. Yeah, and if he wasn't there, they wouldn't have been able to do it. But leg crossed, like painted nails, hand on his leg, looking pissed the entire time. (laughs) And so, like, that part was really good in terms of, like, you know, encapsulating the different energies of the three remaining Try Guys. But the content of what they were saying, I was like, "Mm, this is not it. This is not a good look. No. This is not it. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, we have have to say, we'll we'll pick up the next episode or the next thing that we do, which I think should be the pop culture one. So that would be a good place to introduce it. So that'll be our next one, our next time we meet. Adara, you're kind of just like the co-host to this show. Yay! Basically (laughs) now, because... I love you it. You know, there is a lot of people, and I said this, there's a lot of people that I do want to talk to within the community, but it's so hard to set up times, and I still am a little awkward of like, hey, nice to meet you, cool, whatever, um, with some of these people. So, you know, I'm going to mix intermix things as much as I can, but I just feel like you and I talk, and then we're like, well, let's save it for a different episode. <laughs> So it's like, I feel like well, that's kind I of... mean, we could talk for hours and hours about any topic. That's true. Um, and we have. And then each time we talk, we have like five ideas yeah. of like five future things that we're going to talk yeah. about. So it's it's brilliant. Yeah. There's uh we got to talk about some Try Guys stuff. Uh, maybe we'll talk about real briefly. Uh, and you know what? I know you just started your new job. I am still in process for hopefully uh, a new job for me, although <laughs> nobody from my current job can hear this podcast <laughs> <What>? <laughs> until uh, we figure that information out. We're but just gonna keep uh, that up. 
but you know, who knows? Maybe I might have some free Disney tickets uh, floating around yeah. and an excuse to come out to California, and we can do the next podcast episode in person. Like Amazing. that would be great. We'd love that. Yeah, we'd love that. Okay, cool. Well, Adara, thank you. We should wrap up this extraordinary account uh, of your time at the Belfast Museum. Thank you for recording Yay. all of that and keeping it so organized and doing all the work. And I tried. I didn't yeah. fail my pop quiz and look like a fraud. <laughs> so. You know, it's uh, maybe we'll do kind of a mini follow up. You can do the LA experience. I can do the New York experience, and we can do a mini, you know, follow up to see how they yeah. compare to each other and and all that stuff too. It's yeah. kind of another yeah. episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. All right, thanks, Adara. Right. Thanks for listening, guys. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. listening to another episode of Titanic. If you enjoyed this episode and have been enjoying season two, don't forget to like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time! Special thanks to Adair O'Brien and the Titanic Museum Belfast. <laughs>